Mother's Day, everyone. And um, I want to encourage you just on that notice, man, get signed up for conference. We're going to have an amazing, amazing time. Well, it is Father's Day. And uh, what we generally do on a Father's Day on a Sunday night is we, we, we mix things up a little bit and we try and have a wee bit of fun. So tonight, uh, I'm joined on the stage by four amazing panellists. Can we put our hands together for all our panellists tonight? Jo- joining me on the panel this evening, uh, we've got Mr. Richard Tucker, we've got Zach Harris, we've got Dr. Lehan Stemmett, and we've got Mr. Kirby Vosloo joining us as well. And uh, these guys are all great members of our church. Oh, there's more microphones coming. Thank you, Connor. Look at you go. Look at that new zero fade helping you out in life there, man. Looking good, buddy. And uh, these guys are uh, all members of our church and uh, have been for a while. And so I thought it'd be cool just to get a bit of a dad-guy panel going on tonight and, and maybe just throw a bunch of questions and a, and a whole lot of stuff at them and, and see what happens and see what goes. And uh, we've just been praying that maybe something that is shared tonight will just encourage you, inspire you, help you. But I thought, let's get to know these guys. They're all handsome-looking fellas. And so I thought we'll, we'll go down the line and we'll, let's get to know these guys. Tell us um, who you are and uh, what your family looks like and... Um, and not what they look like, but like, but who that, what your family is, and um, and then also what you do. Richard, let's start with you, man. Alrighty, yeah. Well, as Steve said, I'm Richard, and uh, I'm here at uh, I'm I'm right here by Steve. Actually, I'm uh, been at Elam since like long ago. Um, seems like long ago. And uh, I'm married to my wife Neetha, my lovely wife, who's sitting over there cringing at what I'm going to be saying, what the thought of what I'm going to be saying. Uh, together we have a, a seven-year-old son, Zachary, who's hopefully raising havoc in the gymnasium right now. Um, we're both in education, my wife and I. Um, she works here at the, co- at the college and the junior campus, and I'm uh, at St. Kennegan. I'm a school guidance counsellor, and I've been there for 16 years, where I'm the head of the department. Um, I have uh, four great kids, uh, three from a previous marriage, and uh, two of the oldest three live in Australia. And uh, the, the boy, Thad, uh, that's Holly on the left, and uh, Alice on the right, and Thaddeus in the middle, and young Zachary down in the bottom there. So the two girls are in Australia, and, um, and Thad's here. Um, yeah, and in, in my spare time, I um, try and um, um, project manage our house, which is slowly trying to pull itself back together after all sorts of fun and games. Um, and uh, I try and avoid uh, killing myself on bits of Lego on the floor. And uh, Big dad has it right there, yeah, big dad has it. Uh, love music and movies and good coffee and, and decent books and uh, being with people. So there you go. Thanks, Rich. That's awesome. Let's welcome Richard Tucker. Zach Harris, tell us about yourself, man. Yeah, Steve said I'm Zach. Uh, I've been at Elam basically all my life. Went to the kindergarten here, went to the school here, and uh, now I'm an intern, third-year intern here at Elam Christian Centre Botany under the, the youth team, which is an absolute privilege. I love it. And uh, yeah, I got... Uh, any photos of me? No. <laughs> hey! That's, that's Zach's kids. That, that photo was taken about three hours ago. That's, that's fresh. Oh, there's, there's my family. I've got three sisters and uh, one brother. My brother's not there, but Shavir, 
Uh, my brother-in-law, he's the man. He's right down the second row. He's there. And uh, it's a great, great little family, as you can see, I'm the tallest. And my parents are really short. Um, so still think I'm adopted. So uh, yeah, that's me. Awesome, Zach. Hi, um, I'm Leon. We came to New Zealand a couple of years ago, and we've been in Auckland for the last, oh, since 2010. Elam is the first church we came to. Um, I remember Richard, I think it was Richard Devine, greeted me at the door and said, um, uh, about 50% of the congregation is all from South Africa, and so I stayed. Um, um, I'm, uh, that's my wife, Frederica, and uh, our elders, we've got three little kids. We've got Ziva. Ziva is uh, six. She just turned six. Anya is on this corner over here. Anya is uh, five, and Joel is the youngest. He's three. Um, at some point, they were all under two and a half, and that was very interesting. Um, and so I'm looking forward to sharing, I don't know if it's going to be wisdom or panic, but I'll share something with you tonight. <laughs> awesome. Um, so I'm Kirby, um, 33. I've um, been married to my lovely wife, Laura, for 11 years. That's right, eh? 11? Yeah, cool. 11 years. Um, 11 great years. We um, have three awesomely noisy, crazy kids. Um, Riley on the right, she's eight. Eli in the middle is six. And little Coco Bear on the end, she's three. Um, they're awesome, noisy and crazy. Um, I, what do I do? I run a concrete construction company with a few partners and... Yeah, it's pretty much me. It's awesome. Kirby literally today ran a 20-kilometer trail run in the Hunua Ranges. So if he's looking a little bit faded and he starts cramping up, it's not like, it's not a demon. It's just him cramping, all right? Just calm yourselves down. It's awesome. Okay, we've got some panels on the, on the, on the uh, thing here. They say yes and no. I'm gonna ask you a series of questions and we're gonna get to know these guys a little bit more. Um, and answer honestly, because Jesus is watching. First question is this, have you ever left your child somewhere, yes or no? <laughs> Richard did. No, right. no, no, none of you guys have? No. Oh, I've had oh, multiple occasions for me. It's like, I don't even know where they are now. Okay. All right, have you ever forgotten your wife's birthday or anniversary? <laughs> Lehan, how... Just be safe. Just, just, just be safe, I'm going to say, yes, I have. Yeah. Lehan, how'd that go for you, man? Um, here alone tonight. <laughs> <laughs> he said he's here alone tonight. That's awesome. Okay, uh, any of you guys ever broken a bone? Okay, is that universal yeses? No. Oh, Lehan, you've never broken a bone? Wow. That's, that's, am yeah, that's impressive. Now, for a guy to get to this stage in life and not you, break a bone? Do you mean my own bone? Or? No, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Uh, tough guy. All right. Have you ever um, been so in trouble with your wife that you had to sleep on the couch? Cody, <laughs> straight away. Straight away. No, Zach, how's this working for you, bro? Okay, good, good. <laughs> you have. Oh, awesome. Okay. Have you ever with your children, no, no, this is great for you, Zach. This is working great for you, bro. Have you ever with your children threatened them, I will turn this car around? Ever said those words? Multiple. Multiple. Multiple times. In a manner of speaking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you ever threatened your child that you're going to sell them? <laughs> yep. Yep. Trade me. 
Have you ever threatened to give your children's toys yep. away if yep. they're not put away? Like, there you go, here we go. Daily. Um, Daily. Have you ever threatened to make your children go to school in their pajamas if they don't hurry up and get dressed? Okay, and, yep, that's, that's pretty standard, well. pretty standard call, isn't it? Okay. Um, have you ever told your kids about the starving children in Africa if they don't eat their food and tell you yes. that they're starving? Yep, definitely. Yeah, awesome. I actually, my child was so adamant that he was starving, I said, you don't know what starving is, and I Googled photo of starving child in Africa, and I, sh <laughs> I showed him, and I was like, see that, and he was like, oh, okay, I don't need food. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> just, that's free for you guys, you're just a parenting hack right there. Uh, have you ever, here we go, moment of honesty, have you ever told your wife you're, go you're working when you're actually going golfing, fishing, or some other recreational activity that you didn't want her to know about? <laughs> Zach, are you, is, who's, who's the wife you're talking nah, about, Zach? No, nah, I, like, I haven't done that. You guys haven't? <laughs> nah. <laughs> okay. Last question. Have any of you guys ever been on a Father's Day panel and not actually been a, a, a father yet? Zach. <laughs> Yay, Zachary! <laughs> we love you, Zach. I told Zach he was gonna get paid out tonight, and so after the service, just make sure you give Zach a whole lot of love. Just like, just, he's, he's a legend. You're a good sport, Zach. I love you, man. Okay, let's throw a few, a few um, more serious questions around and just, just throw, throw some stuff at you guys. Kirby, um, you're a good friend of mine. And uh, we've been together in this church for a long time. In fact, we, you were on staff for a, se a season, and uh, we shared an office um, for a while. And uh, we've been in, the, in Elam, I guess. Oh, you've been here since I arrived here in 2001. Yep. And uh, so we've been on a big um, journey together. But can, can you tell, maybe just share how you came to faith? Like, wh how did that look for you? Uh, what, was it, what was it like? Um, so I was always brought up in a Christian home, um, brought up in South Africa, uh, moved to New Zealand in 95. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, God was always um, somebody that, that I knew, I guess, um, or, or something that, that I knew about. Um, I guess it wasn't until I was older where um, that decision had to obviously come from a head knowledge to a heart knowledge um, and, and made, made a decision, you know, that, that this is, you know, God's, God's the truth and this is the way. Um, there's two things when you, you mentioned this, he was going to ask me this question before, and I was just thinking about it and praying about it before. And there's two things that I, I really feel like God's taught me over, over my life and over my journey um, that I really, really, really wanted to share with you guys. And the number one is um, unforgiveness is such a killer of yeah. of of ourselves, of our spirit, of our life, of, of our mind. Um, 10, 12 years ago, something happened to me and I got hurt by a group of people that I never thought could or should have hurt me. And I held on to that for so many years and that stunted my growth, that stunted my relationship, that stunted me in, in so many ways. And I really just wanna say to anybody out there that's holding unforgiveness towards anyone is it's only hurting you and it's right. only, it's only holding you back from fulfilling the stuff that, that, that God wants, God has for you. Um, so yeah, number one, man, unforgiveness is a real killer of, of, of us moving forward in the stuff that God has for us. And number two is um, God is a rock. God is the rock. God is your rock. Um, 
our family, we've been through, I guess, quite a uh, turbulent time over the last two years um, with some friends of ours and, and family circumstances and a few other bits and pieces. And man, God is there for you. God is your rock. God is, is there for you. I can't, I can't tell you how many times that um, I've wanted to break. I've wanted to, to um, not go on. And God's there for you, man. God is, God is, yeah, sorry. Awesome, bro. That's great, man. That's great. Awesome words, man. One of the one of the things one of the things I, I love about about Kirby and, and his family like they're just so faithful here and they just and and and, and but you know Kirby's um, life his circle is really a whole bunch of people who don't call church home who who don't go to church who're not Christians and and so like uh, th- that's just um, he's such a great witness in that in that area in that environment but like tell, just quickly how does that look for you are you sweating because he's like all the toxins from the run yeah. coming out yeah. Um, Sorry, it's the post-run sweats. That, <laughs> tell us what, like, what the um, that looks like for you. You know, like those those I know that the crew of guys and people are so valuable to you. But you really, you know, within a, a circle of friends, you, you're the you guys are the the, the only church guys yeah. in the mix of that. So with um, like I guess our, our real close close group of friends, one of them was sitting there, Steve, who was trying to catch socks. Came second. Came, came second, Stevie. Um, Steve and and a bunch of my other friends and also my business partners as well. Um, are all non-Christians and um, I don't know for me I guess there's probably so much I could do better um, (laughs) looking at it Um, but for me it's just I don't know they're they're my friends they're they're, they're my family now Um, we've been through so much together my biggest thing is just trying to be there for them trying to be a rock Um, and that's what God has been for me and and, um, just try and I don't know, be there, help them. Um, and I mean, they help me in so many ways as well. Um, yeah. Awesome, bro. Great stuff. Dr. Lehan Stemmett. Uh, Lehan, if you don't know, Lehan is a world leader in the areas of stress and, uh, and worry and how we can build resilience in our lives. If you want to find, like, you know you made it when you do a TED Talk, right? Lehan's done a TED Talk. I know I ain't done TED Talk yet, but Lehan's done TED Talk, right? And, and uh, he is um, on, uh, he works for the University of Otago and um, has a number of master's degrees and doctorate, and, and uh, he's an incredible guy. Lehan shared with our staff a few weeks ago, and he shared this nugget of wisdom uh, around this whole area, which I think for guys is huge, because uh, especially speaking to the guys in the room, like stress and worry is just like a plague in our society, especially those who are maybe working long hours, big jobs, like a lot of pressure, got families, got mortgages, like there's a whole lot of craziness going on. Uh, So Lehan, can you maybe just like shed some light, speak some wisdom into how we can, as people, live and deal with this kind of stuff and be healthy? All right, Um, so in summary, so normally I do this in a minimum of two hours, so I'm gonna do this in about two minutes. Um, in summary, what I've noticed over the years is that the main reason why people um, stress is this concept called rumination. Now, if you don't know what rumination is, it's very similar to worry. It's when you start adding negative emotion to things that happen. So, so events are neutral, and then you add rumination to that you think negative things. So an example of that might be if you had an event or something happens at work, and someone says something to you, and you don't 
think much about that, but you go because you get busy, and then you go home, and on the way home, you start thinking, oh, that would have been a great comeback. And then you go and you you try to sleep at night and you're still thinking about that and you can't sleep. And then you start getting worried about the fact that you're not sleeping. And so therefore, you're probably going to be miserable the next morning because you're going to be without sleep. That's rumination. Rumination is that sense of constantly thinking about the negative things that happen to us. It's adding negative emotion. Um, And so over the years, what I've seen is that rumination is the best predictor of psychological and physical health outcomes, negative health outcomes. It predicts anything from anxiety to subjective stress to physical symptoms, migraines, etc., etc. The opposite of rumination is meditation, right? The thing that helps people the most is a concept called uh, detached coping. It sounds very cold and clinical, but detached coping basically means that you see something in your perspective. So if you combine the opposite of rumination with detached coping, what you have is a concept called prayer. Wow. Yeah, so because prayer is is basically meditating in the presence of an almighty loving God, and nothing is bigger and more powerful than the almighty loving God. So I I saw this and kept on researching this even more and more, um, and eventually looked at whether the past or the future, in terms of rumination, is the bigger deal. And it turns out that ruminating about the future, worrying about the future, is the bigger deal. It predicts it even better than anything else. And and that's that's so biblical. Um, so what I find interesting about this is um, that it resonates 100% with what's in the Bible. So basically, the latest science taught us nothing new. Yeah. <laughs> it just gave us a couple of big words for, for, for how you need to deal with things. The other interesting and important thing is that prayer is powerful, but only when the prayer is to an almighty loving God. So the word loving in there is really important. Right. Because praying to an almighty vengeful God has the opposite effect. Right. So... Um, you can think about how many almighty loving gods there are and make up your mind about that as well. Um, for me, there's only one. And, and I've practiced that. It doesn't mean I don't ruminate. It just means that I realize quickly how and when not to, to ruminate and when to stop. And when to go on my knees and pray and just go, look, you know what? Um, and, and just one more thing on that is meditation. The trouble with meditation is meditation is good but you're imagining that you're something else or somewhere else. And when you stop meditating, you're still where you are. And you still are where you are with exactly the same problem. When you pray, you've handed it over. You've laid it down at the cross. And that's why it's so powerful. There's so much research about how powerful it is. I don't want to make a clinical thing, but there's ample research that prayer is so powerful. Can you, can you just quickly tell, because this is so cool. I'm like, I get fascinated by this. Can you just quickly tell us that study that was done about people praying for people, people not knowing about it, people oh. not, tell us about it, because um, this will blow your mind, everybody. Yeah, so oh, there's several of them. There's, there's, oh, there's several. I'll, I'll just we'll use one. So there was, a secular, there was a secular piece of research, and they looked at people who, um, they didn't quite believe that this is the case. So they divided a group of Christians into four different groups, and they said there's a group of Christians who are high prayer, high church attendance, uh, low, low church attendance, high prayer, uh, low church attendance, uh, high prayer, low church attendance, and low church, low ch- prayer. And they looked at their blood pressure. So if you think about blood pressure, right? Systolic blood pressure is when your heart compresses, diastolic is when it relaxes. Systolic, diastolic, right? Diastolic blood pressure, the profiles looked as follows. It went down like this. So basically, the people 
who attended church most regularly and pray, prayed most regularly are the ones with the lowest average blood pressure. The same applies to immune function. The same applies to smoking cessation. The same applies to hospital attendance and days in hospital, by the way. Several of these studies. So um, it's, it's a big deal, and I think we should embrace it. We've got, we've got the tool right in front of us. Um, yeah. Absolutely amazing, amazing. We might do like an interview just with Dr. Lehan because I could get stuck in this stuff for ages. Richard, uh, so you are a guidance counselor and you work with people a lot and you've got a, um, a big family and a big family dynamic. Could you share with us as a, as a dad, what would have been, what do you think is your hardest challenge you've had to face as a father? <clears throat> Um, I think one of the hardest challenges is to do with uh, with parenting and the, the the journey. Yeah, thank you, Steve. The journey of of faith and seeing that faith um, in the life of your children. Um, and I'm guessing there's going to be a few people out here whose stories might resonate with mine. Um, the my older three. Uh, all came here as young people to church. In fact, um, Thaddeus was in the, the preschool um, back in the day. And um, as they, they grew, they came here every, every week and um, they learned about God at home and we read the Bible and we prayed. Um, I'm just so grateful. He is back at church regularly and uh, he's coming when we're not here, and he's coming when we're here, and, and um, that seems to be something that's regenerating back in his life, which I'm very excited about. Um, but for the other two, um, one of whom actually was um, just hardcore with her journey in prayer and, and journaling her faith and having close Christian friends, who she still has, but um, at the moment... Um, She's just, she's just not walking that walk, that walk that I would love to be seeing her continue to walk. And the oldest one is, is in that, that place as well and has married a guy who's not a Christian. So that, I think that one of the most challenging things for me is the, 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 the pain and, and the discomfort between what you are hoping for and what you're believing God for and what you've got right now. Right. That space in between is, is deep and wide and it, yeah. it keeps you awake at night and it, um, but it keeps you praying. Yeah. <laughs> it keeps yeah. you praying. And I guess that's what the faith journey is all about, isn't it? Um, faith is, is believing in what we can't see. Um, so as I said, I was I'm just so so encouraged that my son is is darkening the door of church again, and and is um, is being a part of this community, and, and seems to be growing again spiritually, which really heartens me. And I guess with our with our youngest, with Zachary, it's just just reminded me of the importance of just to keep hanging in there with with all of them, and to keep planting seeds and sowing truth, um, living my best life, being the best dad, being the best husband I can. And, uh, but yeah, I think that's one of the biggest challenges that it's, it's not all, uh, it's not a bowl of cherries. 
yeah. you know, it's hard, it's yeah. difficult, it's challenging. And that's, that's me, yeah. Awesome, Rich. Zach, you are, you are um, th- three years into uh, your internship here with us at Elam uh, Leadership College and doing an incredible job, by the way, an absolute legend. Um, how do you feel that, you know, as coming out of school and coming into, I guess, tertiary study and being in this place, um, how, how do you feel that you've grown and, and what's that journey been like? But also, ha- has there been any, like, influential voices in your world that have kind of helped to shape who you are today? Uh, I'll start with the second question. There's a lot of men in my life, especially, like, in church that have, like, influenced me on the way I go. Uh, Frosty, like, I, I interned under Frosty for a few years, most of my internship life. And Frosty gave me opportunities well before I was ever ready for them. Like, I was such a... I was such a muppet, and he got me to do things that, like, my gosh, I've grown so much because of the opportunities I've been given. Uh, I, he saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And so having people like that around me has been a huge influence in my life to call things out of me uh, that I particularly didn't see in myself. A huge journey for me uh, recently has just been learning about my purpose from school all the way four years later now. And uh, learning about my purpose isn't then, but my purpose is now, and learning how, like, if we are focusing too much on the future and what we're doing in the future, we'll miss out on what's happening now. So uh, learning about my purpose and my season that I am in now has been an incredible incredible thing for me, and uh, learning, especially in this season, my last year internship, I've been so out of my depth all year, and uh, just learning how to live life with purpose and... uh, and every single day and every single thing that I do, do things with purpose, not because not I have to do them, but intentionally do things and uh, not waste a single day. I think, I think feeling out of your depth every day is called being a grown-up. I, like yeah. I feel like that's what that is. You, know? like, you, know, you wake up, you're like, no, nope, no, I have no idea what I'm doing still. Like, <laughs> like let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's have a good time. All right, I'm going to throw some questions at you guys. Um, and feel free to jump in with an answer. We'll just sort of rapid fire a few questions. What, what, what do you feel like has been your biggest parenting mistake? Like one of the like, I'm just like, that was like, that was a bad idea. That was, that went horribly wrong. <laughs> you wanna jump in on that? Can I talk about when I worked at an after school care? Y- yes. <laughs> I worked at an after school care for I guess that's the closest you've been to it, so and, let's go. Uh, I learned a lot of things over three years looking after like all these rascals. Uh, one, one mistake that I did make that got me in big trouble, I swore at a kid one time. Wow. <laughs> and uh, I learned not to do that for us. <laughs> You'll be in big trouble by Murray Burden. Great, great answer. Let's, let's, go, let's go with that. All right. Kirby, what would you say to 17-year-old Kirby? Like you're 32? 33. 33 now? You look 32. Thank you. Th- what, what would you... Imagine what I looked like before my run. What would you say, if you could go back and say, what would you say to 17-year-old Kirby? Well, what advice would you give yourself? Um, probably some advice, advice that my dad gave me a couple years ago, and he said, don't sweat the small stuff. Right. Uh, something that sort of stuck with me the last couple of years, and he was saying that to me in regards to bringing my kids up, um, and he... His point was was that, yes, your kids need to um, have manners and clean their room and stuff, but at the end of the day, have fun. Uh, enjoy the little moments. Enjoy the, 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 I know we've said it quite a lot, is enjoy the journey with them. Um, so I think that's something I would probably tell myself is going back there and just say, you know, don't sweat the little stuff. Yeah. Um, there's a bigger picture there. 
enjoy the, enjoy the journey. It's great advice. Great advice for any dare coming up. Uh, Dr. Lee Hahn, what, what is what is the role of church? Like you guys, obviously you guys are all in church, but what does the role of church play for you and your family? Like why is it important to be in an environment like this for you guys, for your family? Um, I think it's almost it's actually it's on the wall there. I mean, which is one of the reasons why we stayed in this church is part of what I do is a job and what we do as a family, what we try to do as a family is we try to reach, serve, and influence people as well. And, and part of what I need is to be reached, to serve, to be served, and to be influenced. And that's what happens over here every Sunday is we get that. I mean, I can come to a service, my kids are taken care of, um, and there's a whole team of people who, who take care of all of us. And I don't think they, the team, the dream team is what you call them, right? I don't think they realize what incredible value that adds to us. Um, you don't know what value that adds to me, which means I can take that same value to other people and, and, and help people in the secular world because I feel like I've been energized. I can go and energize people out there as well. Um, it even gets to the point where um, I can you know, pray for people who have never been prayed for, but it's because I've been prayed for, I've been cared for, I've been taken care of. So I thank you. This is an opportunity for me to say thanks to the Dream Team as well and to everybody in this church because... It's a big deal for us. Church is a foundation. Our kids go to the kindy, they go to the school, and it's just a, it's a community for us. And community is a, is a big thing for us. Amazing. Um, Can I just jump in there on that one too? I, th I think um, <coughs> you've made such a, a really important comment there, Lehan. And I think with being, a, being in church longer than, than some, I, I know that for our kids, it's really important to be part of something that's bigger than themselves. And um, that's, that's a, a step in the right direction for their resilience, um, which helps them when times get tough. And uh, I think modeling that to our kids, and I think of my older three, and I'd, I'd like to think that them continuing to see us being part of this place and, and all the amazing things that happen um, is gonna speak powerfully to them and, and, and will do so even in, in ways that I perhaps wouldn't imagine. So I couldn't agree with you more, Lee, huh? Yeah. Awesome. Leon, I will jump back to you. We'll close on this. If there was someone in this room today, like you know, we've got a whole range of different people, ages, stages, and different things. But if someone in this room today, we're like, we're, we're all like pe people who follow Jesus. We, on this panel, we all um, are regular church goers. If there was someone in this room today who's like maybe on the fence with God or doesn't have a relationship with him or has, is sort of just in here maybe just like, hey, I'm just exploring this whole church thing, faith thing, what's it all about, what are we doing? Uh, what would you say to someone here today who's just considering faith or exploring God? Um, yeah, it's a big question. Um, I think as a, as a dad, one of the things, but not just as a dad, actually as a father figure as well, because we play a father figure with other people as well, and, and even in my day job, um, you, you're going to get to a point where you need to decide what is right and what is wrong. And to decide what is right and what is wrong, there's got to be a source of what is right and what is wrong. So for me, um, the way I look at it is my, my, my faith is belief-based, but it's also is experience-based. So I've experienced things about God in my own life and about Jesus in my own life, and I've seen in other people as well. But it's also a rational faith because there's so much evidence that is so compelling. And I mean, there's more evidence for Jesus' birth, death, and resurrection than there's for Napoleon and Alexander put together. And we, we believe their stories. We don't believe his, but you know. So there's so much evidence. 
that gives me a source of truth. It gives me a source of evidence for what is right, what is wrong, which helps me to then discipline my children. And that's important. A couple of years ago, I had to, for different reasons, that's a story altogether, different story. But I had to, I read through the Bible three times from start to finish um, because I wanted to and I wanted to prove a point. And one of the, several things stood out for me, but one of the things that stood out really clearly is that Jesus never punished people. He always disciplined them. Right. So that's an important point because as a dad, as a father figure in whatever I do, whether it's with people that I lead or whether it's with people, um, students at, at the campus where I work, disciplining is about future. Yeah. Punishment is about past. Right. Right? And so for me, it is about discipline and helping people to become the best they can be, disciplining them along the path because that, that's an important thing that we need to do. I mean, you've just spoken about what Frosty is doing with you as well. That's about discipline, leading people towards what they can be, right. the full potential. But alongside discipline also comes not just right and wrong, but alongside that also comes salvation, grace, mercy, forgiveness, which is what you talked about. And once again, for those things, I need to have a source of truth that I can go back to. So I spend a lot of time digging into, I'm a scientist by training, so I, I spend time digging into, you know, how rational is this faith that I have? And it is absolutely rational. There's no question. Nothing I do in my research contradicts what is in the Bible. Not a, not a single thing. Um, so for me, I think, if you want to go and find out whether there's any truth, I, I, <laughs> I almost want to dare you and encourage you at the same time to go and Go look it up. Um, talk to me if you want, um, and I can give you plenty of evidence um, just for things that happen in my own life, but also things that happen in other people's lives and the important value that that is, just if it is simple, as simple as dealing with stress, I mean, the truth is just incredible. And I've seen, I've seen the peace that come on people once they make that link. It's incredible. Amazing. Yeah. Awesome, guys. Hey, church, can you join me? Just thank our panel tonight. Some great nuggets and wisdom coming through there. So good sharing the platform with you guys. You know, there's just sitting there listening to that, there's so much little nuggets of truth there. That whole deal with forgiveness and how important and powerful that is. That need to know and be okay with the season you're in, not where you're going to be and where you're going. Uh, it's important to, you know, in those difficult times, those hard seasons, to know that Jesus is the rock and foundation of your life. And um, I, what I'd love to do today is I'd love to pray for you guys. And can I, can I just invite everyone in this moment, just to bow your heads and close your eyes, just for a moment. I'd love to just take a minute to pray for you tonight. And I know we've talked about a lot of stuff, and I know we've uh, touched on a lot of different things and areas and aspects, and there's been a whole lot of conversation going on. But at the heart of it all, what I, what I, what I truly hope is that somewhere in there, the heart of God shone through for you. I really hope that somewhere in that, the words of God, the truth of God, the life that God has for you just shone through in that moment. And I don't know your story. Uh, we've shared some of our story with you and you've heard some amazing words and some great testimony, but I don't know what your story is. I don't know where you are. I don't know where you have come from. I don't know what your position is spiritually I don't know what your journey is to this point but I do know a couple of things I do know that God loves you and he loves you very very much and it doesn't matter what you've done or where you've been or what's happened in your life God's grace God's love is big 
and it's for you. We all do mess up. It's the truth of what it means to be human. We all fall short of God's standard. It's, it's called, the Bible calls it this thing called sin. And our sin, it separates us from God. And God, in His amazing grace, He sent His own Son, Jesus, to a cross. This is what we believe, that He died on that cross and He conquered death in the grave and He rose again to new life. And He did so to take upon Himself what you and I would do, the payment that you and I would do for our sin. And He extends to every person today, not judgment for your wrongs, not condemnation for your sin. He extends to you His free gift of grace, forgiveness for all of your wrongs, your past, your guilt, your shame, forgiven. He gives you a brand new life that begins right here, right now. It's called being born again by the Spirit of God. God makes you a new person from the inside out. You get to walk into these plans that God has for you. We talked about that tonight, that God has got a plan for your life. It's, it starts right here, right now, and it goes into your future. And then there's a great promise for you of eternity in heaven with God. This life is not the end of the story. There's a much bigger picture that you're a part of. It's called eternity, and Jesus is preparing it for you. And if you're here in this room today and you don't know Him, but you want to, maybe you've never made a decision to trust God with your life, to place your life into His hands, to trust Jesus with your life, I wanna invite you to pray a very simple prayer with me if you'd want to. If maybe, maybe you've made this decision before, but you're far from God. You're like, man, I used to know God, I used to do church, but man, I'm far from Him now. And maybe today's the day to get right with Him. I'm gonna pray a very simple prayer, and I'll, and I'll invite you to pray it with me. I'm gonna pray it out loud, but you don't have to do that. You don't have to pray it out loud. You can just pray it with me in your heart. But when you pray it, I want you to mean it with everything you've got. This is your prayer. This is your moment. This is your day. Just say these words. Say, God, today, I surrender my life to you. I know that I've sinned and I know I've messed up, but I do believe that Jesus, you died for me. So right now, I turn from my old ways and I turn to you. I ask you to come in and be the Lord of my life. I choose from this moment to live for you. Would you come in and make me brand new today? I ask this now in Jesus' name. Just with your eyes still closed and head bowed. If you prayed that prayer, maybe for the very first time or maybe you're coming back to God today. Can I just say, man, I'm so proud of you. I think this is the most amazing and wonderful decision you could ever make with your whole life. And I wanna do something. I wanna invite you to do one more little thing. Take one more little step. It's a little step of faith. What I'm gonna do is I wanna count to three. And when I get to three, if you prayed that prayer, either for the very first time or maybe you're getting right with God tonight, I want you to be really brave right where you are. When I get to three, I want you to put your hand up real nice and high. Now, I'm not gonna do, not doing that so you, I embarrass you or call you out. I'm not gonna stand you up or bring you to the front. I'm not gonna do that. All I will do is from here, I will see your hand. I'll acknowledge it and, I, and you can put it straight back down once I've seen it. But this is your little step of faith. That's what I want you to do. Take a little bold, brave step of faith. Are you ready? On the count of three, if you pray that prayer. One, two, Three, hands up nice and high right now, saying, Steve, that's me, that's me, that's me. Awesome, God bless you, my man, awesome. Anyone else saying, Steve, that's me? Count me in, count me in, I prayed that prayer. Awesome, I got you, man, God bless you, brother. Awesome. God, we thank you so much for what you're doing here tonight. 
Lord, I bless every person that's come out to share their Father's Day with us. And God, I do thank you for those people that have responded to your voice tonight. I thank you that right now, Lord, all of heaven is rejoicing as lost people come back to you. God, I pray that they truly would find the love, the grace, the hope, the freedom that you bring, Jesus. Bless them now mightily, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, church, put your hands together, those people that said yes tonight. Come on.